0: Bro,
1: super, yeah, dude. bro. Oh God, power stuff, man. Oh. Man, who think? Yeah, Grip.
0: All right. So, let's let's talk about them. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, uh, welcome to another episode of Diminished Vibes. Uh, this one's called Brit Band Scenes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, Akshay, what was the story behind that song, man? Why did we play it? <laughs>
1: oh, dude, straight. I mean, straight from the heart. This is like one of the the most uh, heaviest songs ever, I would say. Yeah. yeah. By a Brit band exactly to be precise uh, so the song is uh, painkiller by judas priest and i've been a big fan of them and i thought since we are going to talk about uh, brit bands uh, let's start with the killer intro uh, by paying painkiller
0: absolutely man i think uh yeah one of the i would say one of the best intros in heavy metal <laughs> any
1: day any day any day
0: So uh, guys, so in this episode, uh, you know, we decided to play uh, one song each um, at the beginning Mm. and end of the episode dedicated to Brit bands or British artists. Uh, Just one of the famous songs of one of the famous bands uh, that was Judas Priest, Painkiller. And (laughs) that's going to be another song at the end. So stay tuned. Um, So what are we discussing, man, in this episode, Akshay?
1: Right, so this uh, episode is quite interesting. Uh, it, it started with the thought, when we listen to a lot of music, mainly we, we are into metal and rock, right? So yeah. we never, never discussed it right? in hmm. And when we were listening, and when I was thinking about it, when I was listening to discography, listening to the band, on the Wikipedia page, suddenly I realized, yeah, uh, whatever bands we started, you know, our, uh, what do you call, metal journey, yeah. It all started with Brit bands. Uh, if you if you kind of you know think in that perspective, right? Yeah. So geography plays an important role, I think, and uh, we were uh, majorly influenced by British bands, right? Uh, not only rock, uh, all types of genres. Right. So so I love all type of Brit music. So idea was let's let's talk about um, you know British rock bands and, and maybe kind of focus on what kind of bands we listen to what are our favorite bands yeah uh, and uh, what kind of sounds they have and all that
0: yeah yeah i think uh, if you talk about music history every genre actually evolved at a certain point right so when Absolutely. rock and roll evolved i think it was in britain uh, that it happened i mm. say you know right. actual rock and roll that we listen to like mostly classic rock or um, even metal right um so I mean, Mm. American bands also played a part after globalization and, you know, technology. Right. You know, everyone's listening to music and getting inspired and creating their own genre and own music kind of, right? Mm. So... And I think this episode is mostly going to be uh, around British artists and British bands. Uh, Like Akshay said, you know, we'll start with history and influences and then maybe go over and, you know, (laughs) not just name throwing, but actually talk about (laughs) some music and uh, styles of uh, music and, you know, guitar style, lyric style, maybe even, you know, some stage presence, known um, individuals. Who have uh, right. driven rock uh, from you know uh, right from the beginning? So um, absolutely, yeah, man. Uh, I think uh, we should we should talk about uh, British blues. Actually, um, uh, let's mm. start with uh, that.
1: It all started uh, in in late sixties or early sixties. Mm -hmm. And uh, the the founding uh, genre was was blues, right? Everywhere if you think about it. And I think British blues was influenced or inspired by American blues. Yes, yes. And it just happened that it went into a a very random direction and then completely uh, changed into... Uh, kind of different metal genres that we now see or listen, right? Yeah. Heavy metal,
0: uh, yeah. thrash metal, even rock genres, right? I mean, oh, subgenres of too, rock yeah. also, yeah. Exactly. So, like you said, yeah. blues and jazz were initially, you know, part of American history and soul music as well. Uh, but mm-hmm. when it, when uh, people in Britain got inspired by that and started making their own stuff, and you know, a lot of bands started experimenting. And um, that experiment led to a lot of subgenres of rock. Um, I would say it was very innovative. Uh, you know, at that time, uh, rock right. music also, you know, it um, kind of tended to be, um, you know, towards uh, an album sort of uh, music. So yeah. you know, music albums rather than uh, individual singles here and there. And also, it was about mm. uh, playing in a group together. Um, you know yeah. a, in a band so that also started and evolved during 50s 60s i think
1: yeah so i think 60s to 70s uh british blues were developing uh and and people were trying to experiment and in the 70s i think uh the social economic uh, downturn was there all across the globe yeah. uh, britain was majorly affected and i think a lot of youth at that time hmm. uh Kind of uh, started to develop these anti-establishment uh, yeah. uh, kind of themes, Yes. and yes. then they started forming bands uh, based on that theme, right? Yeah. And that's why we see a lot of anger and hatred In rock, towards the government right. during those <laughs> bands And that's how that's how it evolved, right? So uh, very to be honest, point, yeah. right, the yeah, the political scenario led towards this whole rock and roll movement, and then yeah. their lyrics started uh, being anti government and all that. Yeah, so, I, I mean, that's like that's a one part of it. Yes, yeah. One part of it. Obviously, there are a hundred other things. Uh, but then that's how I would say the rock uh, journey started, and then they focused on you know, albums and marketing them in a, uh, in a different way. Yeah, creative uh, songwriting. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Mm. So, um, yeah, I think uh, this was going on in Britain, like in 50s, 60s, we can say uh, initially when mm. uh, the blues movement started, blues rock started. Right. And then, like you said, 60s, 70s, uh, there was a phase where it evolved, right? That, that's when rock and roll bro- broke into um, different multiple subgenres right yeah um and they created their own world <laughs> you can say so um <laughs> right. this was when when it started in britain i think it appealed to the global market when actually british artists started touring to different parts uh, namely america uh yeah which was the first British invasion. <laughs> first British invasion. Yeah. yeah excellent. <laughs> <laughs> so it it was a term given to that movement uh, when all the uh, right. British bands started going to America and uh, playing their music and it really appealed the American audience and that's when they gained momentum and, you know, um, broke through um, uh, a global uh, appeal, I would say. Right. Right. So what were some of the bands? Let's go through it.
1: Yeah man I think 60s uh, early 60s there were uh, animals the beatles beatles obviously everyone knows and and yeah. they had like the the proper british invasion in america <laughs> right yeah. Uh then we had Rolling Stones. Yeah. So these were the the three unique uh, bands with you know typical initial style correct they correct. had with with you know multiple instruments uh maybe couple of singers yeah and heavy use of guitars uh, and, and piano right
0: yeah yeah the organs and stuff right so Animals Beatles yes. and Rolling Stones they I think they uh they were in the same era and um Their music style also was influenced very much by blues initially. Uh, Rolling Stones was always blues. I think Beatles evolved later on, you know, with that uh, revolutionary um, uh, sub-genre. And, you know, you can classify different albums of Beatles into different. They have so many albums. (laughs) So you can classify it differently. Um, Animals, yes, uh, they had had their uh, time um, Mm. because they were in the same, uh, they were looked, at in the same way as uh, Beatles and Rolling Stones during that time. They didn't, you know, go on to be some as great as them. But um, at that right. time, they were very good. Um, another yeah. band uh, was the Yardbirds uh, around yes. mid-60s, right? So uh, yeah. this was um, actually, I think, you know, when you want to create a band, <laughs> you want the best people in, right? <laughs> and this was before yeah. they became famous. So, uh, you know, right. for our listeners, this, this band contained um, Eric Clapton, Jimmy Page yes. and Jeff Beck, um, and who are ranked among you know top five uh, greatest guitarists in Rolling Stone magazine. Exactly, <laughs> the three Bob Bob look I yeah, actual uh,
1: this this would have been our hypothetical band, but which was already there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Imagine like before they became famous, right? They are together in a band, and there would be so much quality, right? Exactly.
1: It was a great thing that they were separated because we could hear three different sides. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. that has to be uh, some selfish uh, side of ourselves. Like, <laughs> because yeah. Uh, yeah. because of this separation, we we have like three major bands. Like, we right. Have Cream, right. Eric Clapton playing separately. Oh, yes, Lamp exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I think we are pretty much covered with the separation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So Cream, right? Uh, it had Eric Clapton. Um, yeah. I think they took rock and roll to a, another direction with uh, their drummer who was uh, Peter Baker mm. Peter Ginger Baker uh, as you call him. Yeah. Um, and um, he was also the co-founder of Cream so he was uh, he had a reputation of a uh, rock's first superstar drummer. Um, oh, he had nice. like jazz and world music um influences and he used to bring that style uh, while playing and he, he used to just hammer the drum kit like crazy and right. that's when it started they started playing louder I think uh, that's when mm. bands started playing louder um, right. you, you can say that you know uh, the blues based music turned into psychedelia a bit yeah
1: I think you're right uh, uh, later on when, when the heavy metal rock and roll movement was there hmm. uh, you know, Eric Clapton was saying some uh, playing some psychedelic stuff. Led Zeppelin were doing some, you know, experimental stuff. Deep Purple we had a couple of songs which was yes. moving towards some psychedelic. Yeah. So you know, as it was evolving from the blues, yeah, uh, automatically we were seeing some unique uh, genre coming out yeah. of this. So by 70s, uh, rock became more popular. Yes, uh, we would see that uh, the typical theme of the band were louder the better. Yeah. They were using a lot of heavier guitar tones, yeah, yeah, uh, and 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 focused on more processed
0: uh, sound uh, using the guitar, right? Yes, yes, and a good example of that would be the Who, right? Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, they they were loud. I mean, Keith Moon on drums. <laughs> absolutely masterful Mindless. skills <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah he was your your drummer right in the hypothetical episode yeah I, actually
0: i don't remember <laughs> no <laughs> it was <laughs> yeah ah right we had the same drummer right? yeah yeah so keith moon was one of the options but yeah he was mm. class above and um, you know the who they were brilliant with with my generation we all know that song right um yeah. They, they were talking about what's going on with the youth of that generation and um, yeah. it's a very very nice song and uh, the lyrics also describe the movement very well but you know coming back yeah. to the psychedelia part, I think our favorite band in that era would be Pink Floyd right yes
1: <laughs> absolutely no no question about it right? yeah it was it was all it was psychedelia it was progressive it was rock, it
0: was soft rock yeah. everything was there man. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, they also had the space rock aspect to it, right? Um uh, where yes. there's an Slow ambience going on around groovy. the music. Yeah. I mean it it's pretty yeah. evident in, you know, Pink Floyd's uh catalogue. <laughs> uh huh. You know, Sid Barrett ka style was starting me, you know, it yes. was more psychedelia. Okay. And then David Gilver came in, he added more uh, rock and blues aspect to it. I think David Gilmore yes. added the blues aspect and then… Uh, blues aspect, yeah, yeah, solos. Exactly. And it just took off from there and it was the perfect combination from there on. Black Sabbath
1: is again a Brit band. Yeah. In progressive side, mein, uh, in the 67-70s time, mein Jethro Tell, Genesis. Hmm. Yes, all my bands were uh, yeah. heavily in uh, yeah. action. Mein the yeah, it
0: was, it was progressive, jazz rock, fusion rock. And also, you know, uh, some were uh, metal, uh, to leaning towards heavy mm. metal as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. To Deep Purple, Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, I think that was point. Trio. Trio, man. So apparently, they were referred to as the unholy trinity of British hard rock and heavy metal in the early to mid '70s. Woohoo, man. Amazing. It Yeah, Bibi भी है रे अभी Yeah, and this is what uh, 60 years ago, <laughs> not 60 but ah, almost 1965.
1: Yeah, 50 ah, years almost. ago. Yeah. Wow.
0: I know. <laughs>
1: Legends are getting
0: old, man. <laughs> and these bands, right? Uh, usme characters भी थे रे. It's just not about uh, the whole band and music. There were characters yeah. and personalities in the bands that that were you know, getting so much appeal from, you know, uh, a commercial audience. I mean, rock was commercial at that time, if you think about it. Um, uh-huh. It was the music yeah. everyone is listening to.
1: And and I think then uh, for differentiation, right? Hmm. Uh, Stage act started to pick up, right? Ozzy uh, Osbourne used to do some random things on the stage. Yes, yes. Led Zeppelin started playing uh, guitar using that violin. Car. Uh,
0: yeah, Jimmy Page.
1: And, and all that crazy things were happening. Yeah.
0: Right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, if you think about. Uh, uh, stars on the stage doing uh, doing their own stuff. Uh, the most commanding one, obviously, mm. we have had him on many <laughs> on many occasions in yes. our episode. Freddie Mercury. Um, yes. So Queen yes. was also yes. beginning to pick up in early seventies. Actually, um, talking about Queen, their music uh, cannot be classified into one genre. Uh, this is something uh, very unique about Queen that uh, they have mm. experimented with everything. I think they did uh, uh, heavy metal. They did, um, you know, a rock, disco. They rock. did slide pop. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Disco, opera pop. style. Everything. Everything. Yeah, everything. Mm. Yeah. They have one of the most versatile catalog, I would say, in terms of genres. Yeah.
1: Freddie was a visionary man, man. He 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 did uh, all the right things. He was against going against the producers. Yeah. What kind of music he wants to create? He wanted to create. He did that, and that's why he's yeah. so famous. He he was special, man. And uh, mid seventies. Tabi heavy metal was in full action, and uh, we were seeing uh, you know that heavy metal wave, British heavy metal wave. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, which was. Uh, you know we were hearing about it a lot yeah uh, and the the specific two bands right which is which are like our favorites two judas priest and iron maiden so iron maiden came a uh, little bit later on after judas priest and to be honest mere dono band ka sound and everything same lagta
0: yeah Almost. I mean, yeah, Judas Priest's later albums are yeah like that. But ah. uh, yeah, initially, I think Judas Priest was more heavy metal focused and Iron Man was yeah, absolutely. heavy metal leaning towards melody. Metal, I would say, initially also. Hmm. Um, yeah, hmm. but uh, Judas Priest, man, the first uh, song that we played in the beginning. <laughs> Thor Ford. Thor Ford, full on. And uh, it full what it on. did was it took the blues, started to take the blues away from rock. You know what I mean? Um, Like Judas Priest, when you think about uh, how rock evolved to metal, you start to remove Mm. the blues away. And then in metal, there are people infusing blues again to create another subgenre. You know, it it keeps happening. You know, you just have to keep experimenting with different styles of music and, you know, you create something new. I think, um, yeah, so along with Black Sabbath, Judas Priest, they're considered, you know, people who started the... Heavy metal, metal revolution. Yeah. Uh, in the beginning at least. It was not just about playing fast guitar. The the vocalist also yes. were evolving, right? Mm, very important. So, point, so yeah.
1: That's the main point. The the screeching voice, the loud voice,
0: pura sa growl karne mala, wo subha uh-huh.
1: phase mein evolve. Hua tha.
0: Right. Um yeah, along with them I would also uh, you know add the uh, motorhead to it actually. Oh dude, yes. They they had that energy and they they worked with speed, I think, of uh, mm. speed of music, basically the tempo of music. Right. I would say. And then, you know, that led to trash metal, you can say, in a way.
1: Lemmy, dude, Lemi ka awa, itna, madab, yeah. alag level His style of singing, right? Mike Pura Uperle key. Yeah. Upar dekh ke gaane ka, whereas other people like Mike nature. So that was a unique style because wo bass tha and he wanted to be, you know, free of everything and that right. singing style
0: amazing. Um actually, actually. Um I would say uh, you know, it also led to a punk rock revolution in a way. Ha,
1: Motorhead was not just heavy. They had some Punk song as well. Yes, yes. I know a couple of them. So, so there they were some of the w- couple of songs were romantic. Also, it was kind of a metal ballad they had.
0: Mm-hmm. So interesting. Yeah. They also had mix of everything. Nice. Yeah. And uh, you know that that led to bands like the Clash, Joy Division, New Order, Joe punk revolution mehate. Sub so bands mm. in mm. Britain basically. Mm. Uh, and the Clash, I think, right. is uh, one of the best uh, out there, um, still, <laughs> for uh, if you consider oh, punk nice. music. Yeah, um, yeah. Later on, I think uh, we can uh, we can talk about you know late seventies. Maybe uh, there were bands like uh, uh, Dire Straits, um, fronted by yes. Mark Knopfler, famously. <laughs> um, Amazing. <laughs> or what music is he? He plays fingerstyle guitar his Ex-
1: unique style his, his style is very unique nobody plays uh, like that i think it's more of self taught stuff he doesn't even use plectrum yeah exactly right? jate jate ah. jate jate.
0: <laughs> and uh, i love it yeah if you think about his music also it's very uh, ambient and uh, classic rock blues inspired as well yes yes definitely we spoke about genesis which was uh, you know, a prog rock band in early uh, 70s, 60s. And then we can see the product of that, right? Phil Collins, mm. he started a solo career early 80s again. Yeah. Whatever progressive metal
1: or rock we listen to nowadays, right? Yeah. Let it be Rush, let it be Dream Theater, Opeth. Yeah. If you check any of their interviews, they will always talk about Genesis. Right, right. That's the best part. Uh, I mean, the best part about them is they had so much of influence on these all recent or contemporary progressive rock bands correct so genesis is amazing
0: yeah and uh, progressive rock it was all about evolving yeah you know even now it's about evolving progressive right that's exactly. the term because mm. what how is rock <laughs> right. progressing so they, exactly. they in their time in their time it was you know that of beats and you know they bring they brought in different elements different um Hmm. I would say uh, instruments Odd-time as well nature yeah. and all that yeah. yeah different instruments as well then people played around with the speed of that then the tempo of that and then yeah. you know you add another dimension to it it becomes something else so that's what progressive rock always is and um, like. y- one of the bands actually I remember Merillion was uh, another one in the 80s which was prog rock as well uh, and they had okay. their own unique sound um, I, I think if, if you look at it um, they are one of the biggest uh, prog rock bands from uh, Britain as well. Right. With the with the revolution of, you know, television, I think um, MTV came in and they brought in a bunch of bands, including, you know, some of yeah. the others, right? Dire Straits. There were bands like Cure, Duran Duran, Modern English, which, which got actual television uh, exposure. Mm. And uh, people in America started to appreciate it and they were actually topping yeah. charts in america and exactly uh they got so a th- lot this of this was kind of
1: the second yeah this was kind of the second british invasion uh yeah
0: it was termed that way right. yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> so uh, these bands um you know they were alternative you can say uh but they had hmm. broken into mainstream um they've had influences like you know david Bowie and roxy music and um they, yeah. they got the term the new romantic yeah, okay so the new romantic was based on um, you know how they were inspired by glam rock and early romantic period mm. of you know 19th century but the the thing is um, you know they they brought in synth uh, a lot of synth elements yes. to their music and it was something different uh, I think uh, people recognize that music was transitioning into yeah. you know something else right, at that right, point right so um what were some of the bands, uh, other bands, man, uh, that we recognize from that era? Um, I know Depeche Mode and Tears for Fears were uh, some, hmm. uh, which had some very good music. And I think Tears for Fears was a pop rock band with uh, right. a little bit of darker side to them as well, which was very interesting. Hmm. Um, I think later on we also had VAM. George Michael
1: ka jo band. Tha, yes, George yes. Michael had his solo career later on, which which again yeah. he was very famous. Yeah. And then there were a couple of like most influential or the successful artists, right? David Bowie and Elton John. I think Elton John was the most successful artist uh of our time. Yeah. In fact, during the quarantine, right, I was listening to
0: Elton John a lot. <laughs> I, I
1: love it. It's it's really good.
0: Nice. Yeah, I think he was he has been there for a long time man. he's since 1970s, I think. And of course, of course, David Bowie, uh, the entire, you know, glam rock and um, uh, Mm. new romantic wave that we talked about earlier, was he was the pioneer who influenced all of those kinds of music, because his his music actually contains uh,
1: the electronical uh, stuff, right, the electronic uh, kind of side also he had in his music.
0: Yes, yes. So yeah, his music contained like electronic uh, experimental stuff as well, glam rock, art rock, mm. a lot of a lot of different styles uh and yeah, the tab, bigger time ke
1: it was like slightly a future music we could say.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um future it was sound, very yeah. experimental yes for that time. So yeah. I think mm. uh you can easily say that David Bowie has been the most uh, Um, I would say, always transitioning artist. Mm. Um, He's always transitioning and creating something new. Um, Right. And he has been successful with it as well.
1: Moving on, right? What we have is, uh, we had uh, during like late 70s, around 80, 83, uh, uh, The Police the band, right? Yes, Uh, yeah. uh, Sting, the singer, right? He had uh, his solo career later on. Yes, yes. I love the whole, uh, you know, you know, rock, thoda groovy types. Yeah. Ah, uh, jubi gaane uh-huh. Amazing band.
0: I think a groove thoda reggae type groove hai na
1: Yes. Haan. Yes. Little bit reggae and again, again thoda blues influence to hai. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, main thing I think the singing part was also again unique here. Because Sting's ka voice was quite unique. Tha. Uh, so not only the melody part, right? Uh, the heavy songs were also
0: quite good in terms of Sting uh, using his voice. Yeah, Sting's voice is unique, hai na, kafi. So uh, yeah, it you can easily recognize that it's Sting. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so you can say like uh, you know uh, subgenres were developing, right? Uh, there was. Yeah. Uh, a cross between rock and different popular music um at right. this time and um you know the police is one of them who enjoyed success through that mm. crossing genres of rock i would say right yeah um uh, yeah man uh, i think those were some of the bands uh which have definitely revolutionized um British music the initial movement yeah, yeah initial and yeah, you know man. taken from there as well and I think during the second wave uh these bands were also influenced by some of the American bands Uh we should note that mm. because America yes. was evolving into something else at that point and they created their own style and these probably got inspired by them also you know the synth wave especially yeah
1: absolutely I mean see the music is such kind of thing uh stuff right it, It cannot evolve on its own, so it needs uh, some kind of influence. So, obviously, Mm. though these two Brit music or the American music is so much distant apart, yeah, uh, we
0: can always see the influences uh, in each other, right? Yes, yes. So, we talked about you know uh, all these bands. Um, I think we should also talk about um, some bands during our era, right? So, this was all. I mean, we don't want to disclose our age, <laughs> but <laughs> but um, this was before we were even born, man. And we still listen to mm. all of these. Yes. Uh, let's talk about more recent one, maybe starting from 90s, right? Um, I would say this is uh, a section where you can say it's a uh, modern rock pop uh, alternative mm. uh, versus, uh, um, you know, rock and roll and heavy metal, I would say.
1: Yeah, I
0: think what happened in
1: 90s was, uh, there was a huge uh, commercial success for musicians, right? Uh, yeah, and yeah. They started experimenting and going into different genres, right? Exactly. They were, they were doing like any random stuff and... Uh, that's why 90s if you, you know focus right you'll see so many bread bands mm. uh those were doing a lot of different things yeah not only the typical rock and roll but we we've also seen uh, some unique uh, electronic em uh, you know edm artists
0: or or uh, the dj's also right yes, we can yes. we can talk
1: about those as well
0: yeah yeah sure so i think uh, the first band that deserves a mention is radiohead in the 90s Um, Woohoo! yeah man so this is uh we have talked about radiohead before uh but i think um a lot yeah (laughs) a lot (laughs) yeah but i think um they are uh, one of the best modern bands i would say um Mm. coming from britain and their music is obviously revolutionary ever-changing um and i would say timeless to some extent um some of their music um we will still listen to them 20 years from now and it'll still be current. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So
1: the thing is that they're all their albums are pretty unique, right? You don't, you will not find similarities between yeah, two albums. Yeah. It's hard to
0: classify them into a job. Very difficult job.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's a, I think it's a very tough thing to uh, do for a band. Uh, you know, the band has been existing into 20-25 like years. And still they
0: are going strong with different sound. Yeah. Uh, So the the other favorite band, right?
1: (laughs) Yes. One of my favorite bands uh, for all time, right? Not only Progressive, Heavy Metal. Yes, mine too. This is like one of my favorite bands because... Steven Wilson is really a genius person mm-hmm. uh, and and again i told you right if you if you watch any of his interview he'll definitely mention about genesis yes <laughs> uh, and and he knows genesis ka har album ka har album ka producer kya hai, uh-huh.
0: track listing kya yeah. because he's not just an artist he's that genius right uh, he's, yes. he's also a producer he's a musician he's he actually helps people yeah. with albums as well and you know yeah and and he's a smart person yeah. he's not just There to create music. He goes in and out of everything. Yes, yes. And um, Porcupine Tree's music, right? Uh, Obviously, they're no longer active. um, But uh, during their time, it was it was also evolving. And every album is awesome, man. If you listen to every album of Porcupine Tree, I would say you would appreciate all all aspects of prog rock uh, in it. Uh, yeah. Somewhere, and you will find your favorite songs in every album. Um, yes, there's is, no boring And see, album.
1: the best part is about yeah use of the acoustic guitars. Right? Exactly, yeah. I think he's he's you know I don't know
0: what he does, yeah. but he does it so yeah. well yeah. that uh, you get hooked onto. It. Right, and that I think that comes from his production sense, right? Uh, Mm, He produces a lot of music, so he knows different things about the sounds and you know harmonics of guitars, electric guitars, and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, Porcupine Tree as a band uh, is one of my favorites of all time, um, irrespective of genre. Right, and Steven Wilson as a musician and producer, he he is turning out to be I mean by the time he grows older like right now is what 40s right <laughs> I mean by the time yeah. he is towards the end of his career I think people will start noticing him more um, Yeah, I think he he's still yet to peak I think and um, his idea of music mm. is also you know ever changing evolving so right now his solo right. albums are turning into electronic pop yeah I, I heard it yeah rather than progressive mm. metal right so he He himself doesn't (laughs) classify a a progressive metal, even proccupentry, he doesn't classify it as prog rock. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, he's a unique individual, I would say. (laughs) I think it's, we have this
1: gift from Britain, right? Right. People like Steven Wilson and David Gilmer.
0: Yes. Yeah. So this was in the 90s as well. Um, I would say, let's come to more commercial side of it, right? Um, There Mm. were bands like uh, Oasis making music uh, in the 90s. um, Right. And um, they had their uh, own charm, um, you know, soft rock. Uh, They are, I think, one of the most uh, successful alternative soft rock bands coming from Britain. Nice. Their uh, music, right, Akshay, um, alternative music, I think, evolved in the 90s. Yeah. There were uh, bands, uh, you know, like Oasis. Um I think um, there were artists, individual artists doing soft rock, yeah. uh, which was, you know, Dido, you can say is one of them and Robbie Williams, for example, uh, they were doing soft rock and um, alternative as well on the side, uh, coming from pop as well. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so the pop movement was also
1: there, definitely. Hmm. And then we have our favorite, some of our favorites from that era as well. right? Yes, yes. But, but in this whole gamut, I remember Chemical Brothers were like really killing it in 95, 96. Right? Yes, yes.
0: I remember when I school, I was Chemical Brothers' songs. <laughs> I was like,
1: oh, exactly. <laughs> video right, right. hey boy.
0: Hey yeah. boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, i we're globalised we to India and we're the 20 there was option. It was only available through... Vinyls and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. You have to own the record to actually hear it. Now you have television and everything just booming everywhere. Nineties, me especially. At least we were, uh, we were there when it happened, right? So yeah, we were the lucky (laughs) ones. So um, similar to that was Fatboy Slim. I think Uh, Norman Cook is Mm. the person. His name, stage name, is Fatboy Slim. Oh, actually, I didn't know that. You know. Ah fat boy slim uh, I right. think fat boy slim band you so, <laughs> but it's actually one person his stage name is fat boy slim yeah. and uh, we know about you know his music as well it's called the big beat genre big beat genre yeah yeah similar to that uh, i would say the third favorite or one of the uh, bands and, or dj's yeah. in that movement would be prodigy
1: prodigy was really good man it was it was heavy
0: also fast also it Yeah, really nice yeah oh prodigy uh they they had uh, the same type of um i think uh feel and vibe to the songs um they achieved you mm. know mainstream popularities uh, throughout the nineties and I think uh, it you could classify it as electronica techno you know even dance music i would say um, right. well yeah let's let's talk about uh, towards the end of nineties and you know early 2000s.
1: So I remember, again, one of our favorite bands, uh, Coldplay was again, a Brit band. Uh, Very nice. Uh, I would consider them as soft rock uh, and then a little bit of alternative rock Mm. uh, because uh, they were heavily focused on melody. And I think they also won the best British group and best British album at at, uh, 2001 Brit awards. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they are globally
0: famous everyone knows coldplay yeah i think uh, coldplay is one of them and uh, another famous band from uh, britain would be uh, muse which is again uh, mm. you can call it progressive or new progressive and you know they also have electronic uh, uh, sounds in their uh, right. albums and songs um i would say that's a good uh, segue to this band called gorillas which have the yes. same electronic yeah, sound? Mix of, yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 had a mix of the um, the rock and electronic aspect, right? Um, of music. Yeah, there there was some there was rap also uh, in the in the. Yeah, there was rap as well, and uh, they had uh, uh, that art appeal, right? Uh, so it Gorillas actually the story behind that was uh, it is a two D band. Yes. Um, and it is made by those DJs. Basically, it's yeah. a it's a imaginary band. <laughs> so
1: so all their videos were animated. Uh, if, you, if you yeah, have, if you have seen yeah, uh, and all the gorillas are playing the stuff. So they had a they had really good basslines in a couple of their songs, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I I love um, a lot of their songs, man. Clint Eastwood is also one of my uh, Clint Eastwood's yeah, favorites.
1: Yeah. Amazing song.
0: So above and Beyond was also uh, quite active
1: in early 2000 and they've been our favorite yes right? the, these guys are really talented not only the Dj side we've seen the acoustic versions also right? yeah man woobi talented
0: Yeah, music be I think they changed uh, electronic uh, they were they give a bridge between electronic and house I would say EDM. yes uh, as
1: we call it yeah right? yeah yeah. More of a house music they have. Uh, and their melody is melody focused on that. Right. So all the songs have a unique melody and proper vocals. Hmm. Then through the commercial side, uh, we had Calvin Harris in 2007. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Emmy Winehouse in, in uh, early 2000s also. Yeah. And I think uh, uh, the best part uh, or the best... Uh, artists that we we know as of today, right? Adele happened in uh, early two thousand, uh, late 2000s.
0: Yes, yes. So
1: uh, unique voice, man, which I heard
0: suna I was like, wow, was this? Yeah, I think she's one of the most notable uh, modern pop artists or you can say soft mm. rock as well to some extent or alternative. It's, yeah. it's a unique sound that she has. And um, the... I think uh, out of female artists, right? AB Winehouse, like you said, was one of the biggest at that time. Unfortunately, you know, her life changed. Um, Adele came in and she just rocked the charts. And uh, it it was actually good songs. Um, It's just not, you know, commercial songs. It was her songs. uh, And I think uh, Mm. it gave her personality as well um, in the lyrics and, you know, the music as well. One of the interesting parts of you know her albums was uh, it's named nineteen twenty one actually numbers, so it's um, Mm. basically when she wrote those songs. So first album is named nineteen her age. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Talking about female artists, I remember Florence and the Machine. um, I saw them, you know, uh, I think five six years ago here. But they, oh, nice. she again, Florence is the main uh, vocals and, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the main uh, artist in that band. And uh, right. she has a unique voice as well, man. Her voice range is amazing. Uh, she has a great stage wow. presence. She commands the, you know, the band uh, front and center. And um, yeah, I think uh, Uska Aura a stage. Pe. Um, And it kind of, Mm. uh, you know, not maybe completely, but kind of reminds me of watching David Bowie in some of the videos. She has that art aspect to her, uh, which is very, very nice. And the songs are also, you know, they have a folk element. English folk um, Mm -hmm. and Mm. rock uh, combined.
1: Right. I think English folk, Mumford and Sons uh, are also really good. Yes. Uh, I've just heard a couple of their songs, uh, but I like them. Yeah. Uh, they really nice and easy, easy band, I would say. Yeah,
0: I think the modern English songs are, you know, a folk uh, represents, mm. <laughs> I would say. Right. So another artist we had was uh, Ed Sheeran, right? Uh, who's also English mm. folk, maybe pop more than folk. And um, like that single guitar vibe uh, in his songs as well. Right. Yeah.
1: Basically, singer songwriter, uh, a very good and famous singer songwriter hmm. from UK. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we had uh, One Direction, the the recent. I think, uh, yeah. <laughs> right, p- pops a lot of girls would love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had. Uh, I I heard London Grammar also uh, recently. They they are really good. Hmm. Then uh, to be honest, I didn't know Dua Lipa is also from Brit. Uh, she's Brit uh I thought she's American but <laughs> right, interesting
0: <laughs> ye uh, yeah yeah I think wo modern pop may be ka generation hai. and um, mm. one direction yeah it's one of the most successful pop bands from Britain I think after Beatles right right man uh, I think we talked enough about just uh, British uh, bands and artists um There were also other bands, right, which were combining uh, different regions, uh, but they had a Mm. British influence. uh, And (laughs) I would say the most um, famous one would be ACDC, Uh where uh, Malcolm and Angus Young, they were Scottish brothers. Brothers, I think they moved to Australia when they formed the band. So they they had the... um, the Australian singer Bon Scott uh, initially, and then he passed away, and then they had Brian Johnson, who was English as well. Their sound, right? ACDC's right. sound, how unique is it? Very unique. Hai. I mean the vocals also. So I Angus
1: Young ko live. Dekha tha hmm. when I was, I mean, just just for one song uh, when GNR was performing in Australia. right? Ah. So one song for Angus Young. Oh, nice. Made,
0: that was quite exciting. Nice, nice for me. So nice. nice. Uska guitar tones are were riffing patterns, you know, they're playing do, style, haa. dominated by riffs, hai, pura songs. Um, yes, and yes. I think they had the blues stage aspect. presence,
1: bro, stage presence. Right.
0: Uska to, to class, Half pants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> School <laughs> shorts. Ah <laughs> right, bro. right. Bro. So, look my blues influence both
1: yeah both uh, right right and i think parallelly there were other bands like bg's uh this my english brother who moved to australia yes so yes we would call them
0: kind of Brett artists only yeah i would say one of the most famous going to uk would be Jimi hendrix he's mm. from us right seattle <laughs> and he yeah he went to uk uh and formed Jimi hendrix experience, which had Noel Redding and Mitch Mitchell on you know, uh, on other instruments. And uh, yeah, so that's another example with uh, blues rock inspired, right? You can say Jimi Hendrix Mm. was American blues. And he went there and just, you know, completely exploded the rock and roll scene. And, um, you know, even British artists started appreciating that and branched out into different uh, psychedelia. So the psychedelic revolution we talked about, he was also a major part in that. And, you know, he went there and formed Mm -hmm. the band, basically, in in UK. Yeah, the the other uh, band, I mean, I would say the last one that we wanted to talk about today was uh, Fleetwood Mac. Yes. Right. So Peter Green was one of the founders of Fleetwood Mac. And um, he unfortunately passed away last year. Uh, But he was the main man behind that band. Yes. Uh, Completely blues band. Amazing on guitars. Um, and it was in the, you know, um, I would say 70s, uh, late 60s that they formed. Mm-hmm. I think
1: it was proper mix of typical US and UK uh, mix, right? So a couple of guys are from UK and uh, other couple of guys are from US. So this is a proper, uh, you know, collaboration, I would say, between the regions. Yes. And, and forming a great band.
0: Yes, yes, yes. So a couple of people... You know, left the band and the the, the remaining people mm. were in US and they found uh, Stevie Nicks and Lindsay Buckingham uh, who, who were a folk group duo. Basically, they were folk music, American okay. folk music. And they combined to form the Fleetwood Mac that we know of today. Yeah, And, um, you know, all their famous songs um, which get played on radio here in US is all from that era uh, Mm. where they actually collaborated. The old era of Fleetwood Mac, which was completely blues, uh, was a British band. Mm. And that's why we wanted to mention it here.
1: (laughs) Right. Nice.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, we can go on with, um, you know, saying that um, British rock was inspired by American blues in some way, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, So the whole British invasion, right? So...
1: What, what the idea behind this episode was to cover all the British artists mm-hmm. and then kind of see how the British invasion really happened and kind of influenced the American rock. Right. Uh, basically, which leads to our kind of hints uh, towards our next episode because uh, our next episode is going to be about the American rock scene or the American band scenes. Yeah. Uh, and, and before closing it, right, uh, uh, as, as Nikhil mentioned earlier, that we're going to leave you with uh, one of the songs uh, just
0: to close uh, this episode. Right, Nikhil? So before closing it, uh, we are going to leave you guys with uh, a song from one of our favorite bands um, of modern British rock. And uh, this one's called uh, Paranoid Android by Radiohead. Uh, Hope you guys enjoy and see you on the next one with uh, American Rock Bands. Bye.